0: Welcome back to the Shardbreaker Podcast. This is episode 8 of Mistborn the Well of Ascension. We read chapters 39 through 43 this week, uh, and this is the start of part 4 called Knives, which I think we talked about the uh, part name briefly last time. I'm sure you guys have realized already why it's called Knives. Oh yeah. (laughs) um so going oh actually i should i should introduce us (laughs) uh my name is midnight i'm the host of this podcast and i'm here with darkness hello and mythic (laughs)
1: um
0: so yeah so going right into the epigraph of chapter 39 it says i know your argument we speak of the anticipation of things foretold of promises made by our greatest prophets of old of course, the hero of ages will fit the prophecies. He will fit them perfectly. That's the idea. So, what do you think about that? Any thoughts on that?
2: Man. Again, he's rambling.
3: Yeah, oh. it's literally the same, uh, mm-hmm. like, similar to what he said, some stuff he said already. So.
0: Yeah. I feel like yeah, that's the man. least interesting of the epigraphs we get this time.
2: I mean, he. Oh, yeah, that's true, actually. You say that. That is probably the least.
0: Uh, so this chapter we start with Straff's point of view, which I think we have Straff's point of view the whole time. We have Straff's point of view as they travel, uh, as he and Zane travel with soldiers through the mist. He tells Zane that he failed to kill Set or Elland and a bash of his best alamancers are dead. Apparently those six alamancers were a third of his alamancer children. Zane states that he thought it would work, but Straff feels Zane would have fought Vin as well if he hadn't intended them to fail. Straff then uh, hears Zane muttering to himself, and Straff thinks that he doesn't like relying on Zane for anything. He hid his insanity well most of the time, but it lurched beneath the surface. And having a misborn on his side, just barely outweighed the negatives of Zane's insanity. Ah, uh, so he's kind of muttering to himself about like potentially killing Straff. Do you, Do you think Zane will eventually kill Straff?
2: After the last, the last uh, chapter that we read, yes. <laughs> I think that man is going psychotic.
3: But uh, at this current moment, I probably didn't honestly believe that. So I don't think he's gonna be the downfall of Straff. I think someone else is.
0: You think someone what else will end person? up killing Straff instead?
3: Yeah, I and mean, I think his son's gonna not, not his uh, I think Ellen's gonna kill him. I had to think of the name.
0: His other son. But,
3: <laughs> yeah, I think Ellen's gonna kill him. Oh, I'm so happy because there was uh, so many things that I said that actually happened. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> know, right? Oh, exactly. It
0: makes you feel good.
3: Yeah. I was like, finally, like, <laughs> stuff is going in my direction. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like these chapters are pretty good. They had some interesting stuff happening. Uh, so Zane then mentions that Straff will have nothing to fear from Vin soon. Straff or, or doesn't see how, when it's obvious, he was the one who sent the assassins. Zane states that Vin is too smart to think that Straff did it, which confuses Straff as he doesn't see how one can be too clever to see the truth. And we kind of figure out what Zane means by that later. In the final chapter. Uh, Straff and his group then stop close to the city walls and meet up with Fersen Penrod. Penrod states that he is glad that Straff's son didn't have to die, but Straff thinks that many of his sons died today. Straff then asks if Penrod is ready to deliver the city, and Penrod agrees and says the merchants want a guarantee that Straff will give them titles like Set had promised. Uh, So were you surprised that Penrod had made a deal with Straff?
2: Yes, actually, yeah. I was 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 thinking about it for a minute there, but yes, I was 100% shocked that Penrod
3: was allied with Straff.
0: Yeah, because I think everyone in the book at least thought that he was allied, He was going to hand over the seat to Set mm-hmm. instead.
3: Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Uh,
0: so Penrod then explains that he doesn't trust Set, and he doesn't really trust Straff, but at least he knows Straff. He also notes that Straff has one of the more stable kingdoms, which is what Luthidel needs. Straff then mentions that he might let Penrod keep the crown and rule as a subject king under Straff as emperor in exchange for the Aetium. Straff then asks about Vin, and Penrod mentions that he has a spy on the cooking staff who had mentioned her food had returned back cold. Straff asks Uh. if they could poison Vin, but Penrod does not seem to think that would go well. Penrod insists that Vin won't attack Straff if he is appointed as king legally, since Elland cares about that, even if Vin doesn't. However, (laughs) (laughs) However, Straff thinks that he won't feel safe until Vin is dead. Once Penrod is gone, Zane comes back over to Straff, asking if he really thinks Penrod will hand over the ATM if he finds it. Straff says that even if he doesn't, it'll be easier to take it from him than to find it himself. Uh, so my question is: Do you guys actually think the ATM is in Luthadel,
1: which
2: no. has not been found? I don't think it's. Uh, I, I think it's been given to somebody, like like used in some way, shape, or form. Like either it was given to uh, like an army of uh, Chandra or a Coloss, or it was used to like stop some big bad evil thing that's gonna happen Uh, like a god or something
3: you know
0: Mm -hmm. what were you gonna say darkness
3: i was gonna say i don't think it's like anywhere in the city Mm -hmm. and most likely because like what i've been thinking of is just like i think it was just used to pay off like uh certain creatures as well that's Mm -hmm. what i've been going for like for i think since the first book
0: yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think you also guys thought at one point that it might have just been a lot of it was used up by the Lord Ruler to keep himself, like, young.
2: Yeah, possibly. I mean, he probably needed more and more, you
0: know? Uh, So Zane then asks what time it is, and Straff says it's seven, uh, 11.17, and suddenly feels poison in him when Zane says it should have taken effect by now. Zane then leaves, and Straff at first begins to head back at a normal speed, but soon begins galloping towards his camp. Once there, he states he needs Amaranta, which confuses his soldiers, because they don't know about the whole healer thing. They're just like, why... You're suddenly in a hurry to sleep with one of your mistresses? (laughs) Um, But Straff insists, and the soldier hurries off. Amaranta soon arrives and begins mixing her antidote, and Straff thinks that Zane has to die. So, do you think Straff will actually try to kill Zane?
3: Fail, but do it. Yes. Yeah, there's no way he's gonna (laughs) succeed in that. (laughs) He has, like, a whole fucking... Unless he's got another secret Mistborn.
0: (laughs) Somewhere. I don't know if he has much chance. But who knows? Zane seems uh, a bit powerful, even with his insanity. (laughs) Yep. Uh, So that is the end of chapter 39. We move on to chapter 40, which the epigraph is. And yet, something about all this seemed so inconvenient, or so convenient. It felt almost as if we constructed a hero to fit our prophecies, rather than allowing one to arise naturally. This was the worry I had, the thing that should have given me pause when my brethren came to me, finally willing to believe. So, do you think they may have molded uh, Eleni to fit the prophecies?
2: Yes. Um, Or I think he might have molded himself, but...
0: Maybe a bit of both or something. Do you agree, Darkness? Do you think maybe he was kind of, like, molded into the prophecies instead of just coming naturally? I mean, that's
3: what we've been uh, theorizing since we heard that part of, like, how people, you know... Mm -hmm. uh, Like, mold their, like, beliefs according to what they need the most.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So, this chapter, we have Vin's point of view as she sleeps, knowing even while unconscious that Ellen is sitting next to her bed. When she wakes up, Ellen is reading by candlelight. She asks why he's here, and Ellen says he just wanted to be near her. Vin then notices that Ellen is no longer wearing his white suit, and Ellen says that Penrod is now king. Ellen wonders if it's better for Penrod to be king, which Vin objects to. She reaches out to touch Ellen, and he flinches slightly, causing Vin to pull her hand away. In her head, Reen's voice tells her that Ellen is betraying her and that everyone will leave her eventually. So what did you think about Reen's voice coming back?
3: Well, uh... Go ahead, Darnus. It seems to be tied to her, like, you know, mental stability and stuff that goes around here, so if there's too much stress happening, obviously it's gonna come back. I think it's tied a lot to,
2: uh... Zane's god as well. You know what? Yeah, you're right. They're both hearing voices, huh? It's kinda... I, th- I, th- I think it's just, uh the god or whatever that I, the, whatever the malicious god is that is speaking to Zane is also speaking to her and I, it also made me think maybe other Mistborns uh, have that same thing like that the, they're tied to this god somehow and mm-hmm. that the god can talk to them I mean even though Kelsier never made a direct claim that that's what you know that he had heard voices or anything but I was thinking it could have came to him um, like, as his mentor kind of idea, like, a voice from his mentor and he might have just thought of it as, like, you know.
3: No, uh, imagine he heard his wife or whatever. Oh, shit. Yeah, that'd be even worse.
0: That'd be rough, dude. Um.
3: If if anything, like, going off that theory, I think, if anything, I feel like it would be different gods speaking to them. Uh, maybe. Or, I mean, because they both, both these two
2: seem malevolent, and a lot of what Kelsier did, like, uh, might be uh, tied a lot to, like, maybe he heard a voice that told him to do it, you know? Yeah,
0: maybe the voice and... in his head, like, urged him to kill nobles or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We just didn't see it.
2: Yeah, and, I mean, like, because it could have just been, like, you know, like, uh, Zane's voice that's telling him to, you know, kill pretty much everybody. Um, maybe it was telling Kelsier the same thing, but it was only focusing on nobles.
1: hmm
2: And it's possible. But, I mean, we are we don't have a lot of that information, obviously. hmm So... It's a theory. A game theory.
0: A book theory. Uh, So Ellen then tells Vin that even though it had been a long shot that they'd vote him back in, he had somehow been confident that they would. Now he has to either trust their decision or admit his faith in them was wrong. Vin thinks about how this is why she loves Ellen. However, she thinks that now that he's seen what she is, their relationship won't be the same and she can't let him marry her. Ellen misreads Vin's sadness as her being sad about him no longer being king and says that they can get past it. Vin then suddenly asks about Orisur, and Ellen states that he's fine in digesting a new body. He also mentions that he's never seen someone so concerned about a chondra, and Vin states that Orisur risked his life for her. But Ellen replies that it's unlikely his life was at risk, that he was just, and that he was just fulfilling his contract. Vin, however, thinks that by attacking a human, Orisur had broken his contract. Vin then asks about the armies, and Ellen states that Set is still in keep hasting with nowhere to go. Straff, however, is silent, and Ellen mentions that it's weird he sent such blatant assassins such a blatant assassination attempt he says no one recognizes the Alamancers, and Vin says she thought she'd recognized the last one Ellen says that no one obviously can identify him now <laughs> uh, she exploded his head and then
2: she apologizes so.
0: yeah, yeah that's literally my next line Vin then apologizes for Ellen having to see what she did but he says that he's seen death before and she probably saved the central yeah, okay. uh, so what were your first thoughts when Vin said she thought she had recognized one of the assassins because we know why later but what, did, what were your first thoughts on that
3: I was more focused oh. on the fact that she literally exploded her brother or whatever. Like, his like uh, his brother, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't yeah. seem to care at all? Mm. Well, he, oh, he knows! He knows, knows well, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, imagine- I feel like he's gonna find out, though. And I don't know how he's gonna react to that. It's
0: a good question. So, Ellen then brings over a bowl of cold broth that says had apparently brought earlier, insisting that Vin eats it at some point. Finn knows right away that it's drugged to have her sleep more to keep her from moving around, and Ellen replies that Sage had told him not to taste it. He then says he'll ask for someone to bring her more coal and that he has things to do. When Vin next wakes up, she thinks at first that Ellen is still there, but then realizes that it's Zane in the room with her. Zane tells her that she sleeps too soundly and that she shouldn't have been injured at all during the fight earlier, but she was too concerned about protecting Ellen and the other people in the room. Zane then tells Vin that Straff didn't send the assassins, as his father is still scared of Vin, and if he really wanted to kill Vin... Uh, there he would have sent Zane in. He then lies and says he recognized some of the men from Set's entourage, uh, and Vin then realizes where she had seen the thug before, pretending to be a servant at the dinner they had with Set. So do you think it was just a coincidence that Vin saw one of Straff's spies in Set's keep, or did Zane plan this ahead of time?
2: Um, I mean, it was probably planned ahead of time, honestly. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought thought that originally. (laughs) but, But, uh, I mean, he does seem quite capable, so it is possible. Especially
3: with all the poisons, <laughs> you know.
0: Well, apparently not all the poisons are from him, because remember that that one random serving girl apparently was one of the ones that poisoned Straff.
2: Supposedly. Well, to be fair, he could, have, he could have framed her too. Yeah. Well, maybe not we were
0: in his ad- head though, when when that was happening, he's like, "I told her that it wasn't going to work." So we know we definitely know he didn't do that one. Okay. Uh, so. Vin then, que- uh, yeah. Vin then questions why they would attack Set, but instantly thinks that only normal men attacked him and that it had been a ruse. She then asks why Set would attack when it had seemed like he would get the throne, and Zane reveals that Penrod and Strap have a deal, and that Set must have heard about it. Zane then says he doesn't wish to see Vin dead and he doesn't wish for harm to befall Ellen. He says that he sometimes wonders if he would be like Ellen if he hadn't been raised if he had been raised like him, and that it's better that Ellen not know of him so he remains untainted. Zane then also mentions how he saw the look in Ellen's eyes at the end of the fight as he looked at Ben. So do you think Zayn is being truthful when he says he doesn't want to harm doesn't want harm to befall Ellen, or is that just trying to manipulate Ben more?
3: I think he's just manipulating Vin, honestly. I think he's been doing that from the start though. I think he's like that type of person that's like kind of like Elendy, you know, where like he at first he doesn't wish harm for it, like, you know, people, but he's willing to like Cause harm if it's for the greater good or whatever. He may not even know. <laughs>
0: uh, and then before Zane leaves, he gives Vin some ATM and says to keep herself safe. Uh, so are you surprised that Zane gave Vin ATM.
3: Yes, hundred percent. It made me not like him <laughs> even more. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, I actually started liking him a little more, but only a little bit when he gave her ATM out of his—I assume his stash. You know.
0: I assume again, though, that it's just more manipulation.
2: That. Oh, oh, yeah $100. that's what I was like but isn't that what most of these people are really good at right now yeah
0: yeah,
3: yeah. everybody seems I to everybody i do get a new favorite character oh do you oh yeah, yeah. are they gonna die too nah they're immortal
0: <laughs> good uh so we skip a bit to still in bed she thinks that most people feel annoyed being sick but she feels terror as she's used to having to fear for her life when stuck lying in bed sick or injured However, she thinks she's slowly becoming more like the others as life isn't like that for her anymore. Ellen had apparently come to visit several times while she was sleeping, and Saez had also come to check on her wounds and beg her to stay in bed for at least one more day before going back uh, before he went back to study with Tindwell. Orisir then enters wearing another dog body. Finn says everyone saw her dog die, so he could have taken a human form, but Orisir states that, he, uh, that it wouldn't be uncommon for her to get a new dog and also that he has started to grow fond of the dog bones. So were you surprised that Orisir decided for another dog body?
2: not really i think he realizes how like uh good the dog body actually is i feel like
3: yeah i felt like it's something he would have done regardless because of vin mainly you know because they're besties or whatever <laughs> They've I, mean, I besties. honestly honestly at the near the uh i oh mean
2: until an event happens here real soon um i was like very much thinking that like uh or what, what fuck, what's his name again? Orser? I forget names. Yeah, Orser. Okay, I was right, but I just I yeah. guess myself. Um <laughs> Orser, uh, is like I think he's definitely falling for Vin as in like not like in a relationship wise, but more of like she, he's starting to see her more as like less of a, as of a master and more of as like a friend. So he and attached so he's to her. Yeah, he's definitely uh, yeah, he's definitely going to like I feel like it's less now about the contract and more just about that they have a bond and a friendship, you know? hmm But, I mean, I also think that's mostly because Vin has started to actually see him more as a, like, person instead of a, you know, just a thing that does work. Yeah. But I think, yeah. I
0: mean, it's not just, yeah. But the thing is, like, no one's actually gets to know Kondra generally. Like, even Ellen still kind of says, like, uh-huh. well, it's just the Condra. So.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. So even if she didn't, like, hate him, like, before, yeah, I think it's nice that they're actually, like, kind of on even terms. Generally when they talk? Or she tries to make what, it that way as much as possible?
3: I want to know what a conscious base form looks like. Uh I And mean, then we saw it, didn't we?
0: I'm pretty sure we talked about we, how they're probably the same as uh, Mistrace, considering they're supposed to be yeah, the same or similar as
3: Mistrace. We see Mistrace as already masses of, like, just uh-huh. bones. Yeah, and, it, it like,
0: would be that without bones. And... They'd be like a sludge puddle of goop if they don't have bones in them, I think.
2: That's
0: what I think too, but... Yeah, so Vin then thanks him for helping her in the fight, as he hadn't done that before. Vin asks uh, if what he did contradicted the contract, but he says it didn't, as he didn't kill a human. Vin asks what would would have happened if... hmm?
2: No, go ahead.
0: Uh, Vin asks what would have happened if he had accidentally killed the man, and Oriser states that he would have gone back to his kind for execution then asks about him being able to die, and he states that Khandra aren't immortal, but doesn't want to speak further on it. So uh-huh. how do you think a Chandra can be
3: executed? i So, <clears throat> just to clarify, mm-hmm. we should have seen the fact that they actually could kill a person coming, considering that execution, you know, like, confirms that they could have killed someone, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, there's, a, there's a punishment, so it had to have happened before. Yeah. yeah
0: well they and... said that they yeah before the contracts before they agreed to never kill people like they were basically hunted to extinction so that's why they agreed to be like here are the contracts part of the contract is we will never kill people so you don't have to fear us
3: yeah but like
2: that is the thing, thing right and like, how are they hunted to, to extinction if they if there's no like mortal weapon that can hurt them
0: we see here and i think he said previously like yeah they they could be killed and, like, well, yeah, uh, but obviously, saying, we, like, we have a weakness, we
2: find out. Yeah. But as I'm saying, oh. like, I like how he's trying to keep it under wraps, but, like, they can't die. Like, it's <laughs> been, like, she she seems to almost, in this scene, she seemed to, like, almost um, be bewildered that, like, he could die, you know. Even though before he had talked about that, like yeah, I was you know, say they yeah, were a Yeah, sure she extinction. should know that. Yeah, she should know that this. they, you know, there, there had to have been a way to kill them because you know. To be fair, they I feel like she's
0: ninety-nine percent of the time sleep-deprived in this. <laughs> her memory might not be the best because she's sleeping Oof. like three hours a
3: day. <laughs> That's her fault. <laughs> um, I think I was mainly focusing on the fact that pretty soon sure there are gonna be like rogue Conjurer or whatever. I, I, I feel the same way who will, like, be willing to kill and stuff, but won't turn themselves in. Sort of like a whole closer thing, where, like, you know, I'm, like, on their side, it'd be, like, a rebellion. I agree. I've I've
2: been saying that from the beginning, though. I think that's what the conjure that took the bones in the, uh... In the closet thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it was, like, a rogue, it's not an actual...
3: Yeah, that's what I'm starting to think,
2: too. (laughs) I think think it's just a red herring that, like, they keep talking about this conjure that's in the thing, you know, but, like, it could literally just be they think that they're getting... Because they're getting information from their spies and stuff, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. So you think it's the spy and the conjure are unrelated?
3: Mm-hmm. Because... Mm. like, we'll talk about this later, because it gets about it, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I can, I I can agree stuff about Honestly, I think he, I think he manipulates that later, so...
0: Yeah, so Vin then complains that there is so much that she doesn't know about the deepness, about politics, and about her friends. Orister he then states that he can tell her a bit about the origins of the conjure... He states that the Condra didn't exist before the ascension.
2: And really the, shouldn't uh, do that. Yeah, I know.
0: And that their lore says <laughs> really that the Lord <laughs> that the Lord ruler created them, but they aren't sure of their purpose. The Kondra called the Lord ruler Father, but it doesn't mean that they accept everything he did. Finn then asks how old Orisar is, and he states he's old, but not as old as the ascension. Uh, Orisar uh, also huh? mentions that the Lord ruler built into the Kondra a way to control them. Apparently, after the second century, the Lord Ruler stopped paying much attention to the Chondra. They tried to be independent, but humans resented and feared them. Some knew of the Chondra's weakness, so the Chondra chose servitude over slavery. Vin thinks of the fact that Kelsier and her had always fought, uh, thought of the Lord Ruler as a mostly normal man, but with extraordinary powers due to the combination of Ferrokem and allomancy. However, Vin thinks that with all he did, it seems the Well of Ascension gave him amazing powers, but that they didn't stay with him. She suddenly wonders about the Lord Ruler's control. Almost like over I
2: called the- that.
0: <laughs> Uh, I think it's been brought up a few times. Yeah, she wonders about uh the way the Lord Ruler controlled the Condra, and she pushes with her soothing. And when nothing happens, she uses Duralumin. Orysir howls uh-huh. and falls from the bed, shaking. Ben instantly yep. apologizes and that she doesn't didn't mean to hurt him. Orysir replies mm-hmm. that what she meant doesn't matter, and that he said too much. He asks her to promise yep. not to do that again, which she does. He then leaves. So, what do you think of the strong emotional alamancy hurting Orysir, and what exactly do you think it does to Condra?
2: No, I didn't even think of that question, honestly. Hmm. Clearly very physical pains. So. Yeah, but what if... What if it's, like, giving them emotions? And then they're becoming more human? I'll have to think about that, honestly. That last part of that question <laughs>
3: is stumping me a lot, because... I... I just... They get paid by ATM, right? And we don't know what it does for them, right?
0: Yeah, they get paid via ATM. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it seems... Like there is a way to kill them. Apparently uh people used to know their weakness in the past is what we know. Uh the Lord Ruler had a weakness in them that he could exploit. Uh I think Orisar also mentions in this section that Vin is strong like the old Alamancers before That's- like it got dil- their powers got diluted.
3: That's what I was gonna mention. But I just didn't remember the name. The name is Orisar, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I want an,
2: or, an or, uh point of view. <laughs>
0: uh, we may or may not get that at some point. Uh, you didn't I mean, have tell to say that. It's... You
2: literally didn't have to say that. <laughs> like, could have just left that in the wind, and then, you know, because now I'm believing there is going to be one, because you wouldn't have said that if there wasn't. I mean, I feel like we'll find out more about the chondra for sure, and the Colossus, and the, you know... Colossus, yeah. I Colossus, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they just oh. eat
3: the ATM. Actually, no, we're gonna go, I'm gonna go back to Kakarots. That's what they are, they're Kakarots. Oh, here's the theory I was, th- one of the theories I was thinking about, right? So, this is all related to, like, how they were saying that they come from, like, ruin and preservation and all that shit, Hey, eh, Two right? gods, yes. Um. So, I was, like, at some point I was like, Couldn't remember like, their names. Thank you, darkness. <laughs> I was like, fuck, okay, um, if the Lord Ruler made the Conjure, right? Huh? And he made like the what are they called? Steel Inquisitors? The, yeah, he made the He made
0: the Steel Inquisitors. Uh, uh-huh.
3: and he made I the, guess the Colossus, which I didn't want to bring up, but like okay. Um Uh And they're technically uh the Kanja did say that they were like products of preservation, right? They no- yeah, they call lake.
0: they call humans uh I think, I don't remember the exact wording, but they say they're, oh, they they say they're of ruin and the conjurer of preservation. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So what if, like, what if he was actually at least, like, a god, like, even if it's a minor god? It's because of the well of ascension, and he was able to create them, right? And including, like, the steel inquisitors, I feel like they are, like, no longer human as well, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like they would fall into that category of preservation as well.
0: Sorry, sure, my like, headset cut I, out. They, they, uh, what, what's else? what else? You, else you,
2: else? you think the
3: uh, Inquisitors are part of our preservation? Yeah, hmm. yeah. I feel like they fall into the same type of category, especially deriving from him, because mm-hmm. there seems to be a pattern here. And I feel like all three of them definitely have like origins related, like the similar. They're similarly made. Because, I mean, all three of them, we don't know how they're made. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, and... I mean, Inquisitors, we know, I think you can kind of guess a little more than you can with Kolas and Kondra, because they're, from as far as we know, based especially on what Marsha said, it seems like they're obligators, and then they do something to them, like and by putting all these spikes through them.
3: I think it's more than just the spikes, though. Like... Yeah,
0: well, I'm saying we we at least know that they're, like, a little bit, because there's, like, they are people that have been spiked, and then it's done something to them, or and there might be something else to it, but, like, we, we have a little bit more information than the Conjurer and the Koalas, at least, in that regard.
3: Yeah. I, mean... I, Yeah, I just, I feel like there's a lot more god, like, god type of, like, you know, stuff happening that we're, like, than what we're actually seeing. Yeah, the gods are in play, yeah. I agree. Yeah,
0: you have anything else there, or do you want to move on?
3: For now, move on, because I I'm waiting for another part as well. <laughs> okay.
0: Chapter uh-huh. 41. Uh, the epigraph is, after that, I began to see other problems. So this is a short epigraph, but I do feel like it's kind of interesting because he says, because the previous one was saying like, uh, like Elendi could have been too perfect. Uh, they like potentially like molded the prophecies around him more than that. And then he see- sees other problems. So what do you think these other problems could be? Besides he's that he evil. too well.
2: Alindi is evil. What
0: do you think, Darkness? Repeat it. Uh, what do you think these other problems are that Quan is seeing with Alendi, uh being the Hero of Ages?
3: Nothing, Darkness. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to... I'm trying to think if it's, like... If it's the, like, sacrifices that he's making that's finally getting to him. Or if he's just, like... Oh, uh, he seems to be taking on that role way to, like, you know... How do I say it? Like way too well? Like you know.
0: Mm.
3: Like he seems to be adjusting to it too too well.
0: Okay. Uh so we start this chapter with Sei's point of view as he and Tindwill study Kwan's writing. Tindwill asks why Kwan would oppose Elendi if he feared the deepness, since Alendi was trying to stop the deepness. States this is my
2: favorite is, chapter. This is a
0: good chapter. Say states this is, is because favorite. he no longer thought Alendi was the Hero of Ages, but Tindul states that obviously you don't need to be the Hero of Ages to defeat the Deepness, since Reshek was able to. We then learn that Reshek was, uh-huh. uh, is Quan's nephew, and Quan had right. sent him and Reshek's friends to be Alendi's Pac-Man on purpose. Reshek, I was, was, like- a- Reshek was to keep Alendi from the Well of Ascension, and if needed, kill him. Yeah, are you surprised that Quan and Reshek are related and also that Quan was the one to tell Reshek to kill Lendi? So it wasn't just his hatred. He was on a mission by his uncle to be like, if he gets close to the well, you fucking kill him.
3: I was surprised. I didn't expect it. They got off, but... I did, because I called it last last, <laughs> session, last last podcast.
2: Called it. I knew it. I, I mean, I didn't know he was his cousin or whatever. I just Nephi. assumed he was, like, something. Or whatever, yeah. I, I didn't assume he was, like, Family. I just assumed that Reshek had been sent to stop Elendi. And that it wasn't like a bad, like he wasn't being a bad person. He was listening to orders.
0: Yeah, he used to have now, to try to do the right thing. He obviously must have, I mean, he obviously had a lot of issues and that's one of the reasons Quan chose him, was because he knew that Reshek would hate Elendi. But well, also, he did hate Elendi
2: before. Yeah. Even before this, so. I mean, well, I don't think but, they met until but that's Kwan He said, said it. Idiot. He stated that, though. That's what he said. They've um, never met. But he hates Alendi. He literally hates Alendi. Mm-hmm. Like, they've um, never met and he still hates him.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I think he hates that like someone other than Terrisman had become the hero yes. of ages. Um but he but still yeah, so Quan him. knows Wait. that like he'll have no qualms about killing Alendi.
3: There was like this part about like uh like I I'm not sure, but it was like uh how how is it was possible that someone that oppressed them could become the hero of Aegis or something like that?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, you're talking about one of the previous epigraphs uh, that had like... yeah
3: oh, No. Epigraph
0: would that be? I know what I you're talking about, but I can't think of about...
3: about... it. I-, I wanted to talk about it, but I completely forgot to bring it up again. Uh,
0: what was that? That That's the one where... Scrolling up through my notes.
3: All the epigraphs low key mashed together in my head because they all sound the same, so... I mean, you should listen to the audiobook. They sound just the same. <laughs> oh, no.
2: There's the one that has,
0: like, yeah. all the different... all sounds like
3: sazes.
0: Someone that has, like, all the traits. I think it might have been one of those ones.
3: It wasn't that long ago. So I had to go through it, so I'm oh, sure... Oh, I...
0: Is, sure it, is it. it this one? He left ruin in his wake, but it was forgotten. He created kingdoms and then destroyed them as he made the world anew. Maybe not that one.
3: No, not that one. It's a good one. I think it, you know what? I think it might have been... Was it Rashik's perspective? So I I think it was like a a, I don't know maybe it was this one did they ever compare I I remember them like I think it was them breeding into like the old one but I know I read that somewhere and I can't remember where and it's pissing me off. I'm almost wondering
0: I feel like I almost feel like it was uh, a what happened is darkness
2: right
3: ahead darkness right ahead.
0: No I I think it had been (laughs) from the previous
3: book. How dare you, darkness? No, it wasn't from know. the previous book. It was this book. I know it was this book. How do you know? Because I I remember it. I <laughs> can't you, you don't remember book. anything about the other book. I, I don't can't... remember any of the epigraphs from the other book.
0: I can't remember. I can't. Or I can't uh, find it. I mean, it's,
3: it's... I I don't think it was. I don't think it was uh, an epigraph. I think it was like part of the epigraph, but it was like you know, part of the script. But it was like uh, read during a chapter
0: it might be maybe it's coming up then
3: that's what i'm saying i i think it's i think they're comparing it to like an old one
0: okay uh anyway so tinwell feels something is wrong as she doesn't understand why kwan would think elendi would take the power for himself Quan apparently knew Alendi well and constantly complimented how good of a person he was but still thought he would take the power for himself yet thought that sending a hateful person like Rashik up towards the well of ascension would be fine pinwell thinks that Quan basically set up rashik to take the power Uh, even though he seems much more likely to take the power for himself. Again, Tyndall insists they are missing something. In the writing, it seems Quan equally fears the Deepness and Alendi taking the power and cannot decide which is the greater threat. Say suggests that maybe Quan was trying to suggest something in the way his arguments were inconsistent. Uh, So why do you think that Quan's arguments are so inconsistent?
2: Go on, Darkness, because
3: I do have a slight theory on this, huh? Um, That I don't know about. Because I was kind of focused more on um, instead of thinking of Alendi and the deepness like separately, I kind of just meshed them together, and I was like, "What if that's the big problem?" Because with the rise, like with the ascension of Alendi, would come the deepness?
2: Okay, so I have this big theory, okay. right, already that I mean I keep making jokes, but honestly, I think I still think Alendi is actually was the hero of ages that they were waiting for, um, and I think. What was the god's name? Ruin, right? Ruin? Is that the fucking one that I keep calling? It's Ruin and Preservation, right? Are the two gods yeah. that I keep saying. That's the ones I, I, are claim, I am claiming are gods. Those are the gods.
0: capitalized words that are. Uh, or yeah. sorry, I said okay. previously. Yeah, okay.
2: Um, I think Ruin, because that's the one that sounds like it would be, uh, has corrupted his mind. Uh, not Elendi, but. Quan? Kwan? Yeah, Quan's mind. Um, and created the narrative that Elendi is not the hero of ages so that he will basically set up Roblox for him. Mm. Um, and hence why he then called Rasha- Reshek to do it. And then Reshek went in there and he probably saw the truth after murdering Alendi or imprisoning Alendi because that's what I actually think is happening. I think he, I don't think Alendi's dead, but that's just me. Um, I think he saw the truth and realized that he needed to basically take the power for himself so that he could fix the world and, because he's not the hero of ages, it was doomed to fail from the start. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, what was, where was I going? One second. uh it but I think that um it's he is actually inconsistent with his thoughts because they aren't his thoughts, they're ruins thoughts, and he doesn't know how to process them because he's a human, and you know, yeah, not a god
0: <laughs> okay. Should do you have any other thoughts, or should I move on?
3: Um, I was, uh, I was just, uh, thinking about what you said, and, um, I was, I agree on the part where I think that it's most likely Alendi being trapped, right? Hmm. But I feel like he wasn't prevented from using the well.
0: You think Alendi still used the well? Yeah.
3: Uh-huh. Interesting. Okay. I, I, I think he used it, and then I think, uh, Roshak used it to stop him. Okay. Interesting. And I feel like that's, like, two separate, like, entities clashing, so... okay. Uh, it's, like, a little mini-war, you know, happening, mm-hmm. and that's, like, you know, the fall of one of them is what's, you know... I feel like... I feel like maybe Elendi is the catalyst of, what, like, the deepness coming back.
0: Interesting. Uh-huh. So, Sayison suggests they take a break, but Tinva replies they don't have time. She fears the fight over Lucida will be much worse than the crew thinks it will be. They go back to their task, but says thinks that they won't have time to finish it. However, keepers are used to starting work that others have to finish. Uh, we switch to Ellen's point of view. Uh, he overlooks Luthadel from a balcony. It's noted that for every one chimney producing smoke, two are not. Most of the smokeless houses were deserted, but some of the houses had people that were freezing. He also thinks about how they hadn't been thinking enough about the Kolos army that was now close by. Demo then tells Ellen to come inside so as to not get sick. Ellen comes inside and asks when the next survivor rally is. Mo replies that it's tonight. He still intends to keep his word to join them, even though he did not become king, which confuses DeMo. Are you surprised that Ellen is going to meet with the church as a survivor for regular meetings?
3: No, I mean, like, he's like a super honest, good quote unquote person or whatever, right? so I mean, it makes sense that after using, you know, that
0: mm-hmm.
3: he'd want to be part of it, like he said he would be. Uh, I'll ask the question again one more time. Sorry.
0: Uh, are you surprised that Ellen is still going to meet with the Church of the Survivor for regular meetings, even though he didn't become king?
2: I didn't think he was doing it because he wanted to be king. I think he was doing it because he wants to be a part of his people.
0: Uh, so Elend goes for a walk through the hallways of the Keep to think. He thinks about how he needs to spend more time on his relationship with Vin, but feels that something has been worrying her lately. All that he can think that changed was him losing his kingship. He doesn't think Vin is shallow, but thinks that she may still unconsciously be affected by his failure, and wonders how a person as amazing and powerful as her could love him. What do you think about how both Ellen and Vin think the other is too good for them because of their failings? Cuz Vin thinks that she failed in like keeping Ellen from seeing all the gore and bloodshed and Ellen thinks he's like failed to keep his kingship and he looks like weak now.
3: Wait, repeat the question.
0: Uh, so what do you think about how both Ellen and Vin think the other is too good for them because of their own failings?
2: Oh. Bro. I mean, typical fucking teenage drama. They need to just communicate with one another. <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously, that like, this could all
3: be fixed by just some simple communication. I so feel both like- Both of them are scarred, so. The one thing I hate the most about any sort of relationship, whether it be friends, like, romantic, everything, is miscommunication and how some things, most things, can be fixed so easily if you just speak about it.
0: Uh, Ellen then goes to the, roo- uh, to the rooms where Sage and Tyndall are studying. As he pokes his head in, he sees both are looking into
1: their copper minds. Real, hmm? real
2: quick, um- I don't remember where. It is these chapters, right? Where um, I'm pretty sure they're talking to Ham, and Ham makes the like offhanded comment about Vin having um, like she's like gone through something, and he's like, "I couldn't imagine him going going through what Vin went through, or something I like think that." That was back during. Was that the, before this? I couldn't remember. I, I remember that... him making that comment though.
0: Was that? I... Was that this episode, or was that? A last episode i
2: don't know i thought it was this these chapters but it might not have been I don't,
0: I don't think so i mean ellen and ham do talk a bit in the next chapter but i don't know if they really talk about vin much oh no he does yeah no i just looked at my notes yeah it's next chapter
2: okay yeah, all right we'll, we'll get back into that one okay. later.
0: um where was i where was i uh, so Ellen go- then goes to the rooms where Sage and Tindwell were studying. As he pokes his head in, he sees both are looking into their copper mines with glazed eyes and also notes that Tindwell's hand rests on top of Sage. Once <laughs> Tindwell and Sage to come to, Tindwell removes her hand from Sage. Uh, Tindwell calls Ellen incompetent and Ellen replies not to insult him in his own home. Sage begins to panic, but oh, wow. Ellen says it's fine and Tindwell also seems happy that Ellen still has his pride. Uh, I
2: loved that. I, was, just, I loved
0: it. It was a funny direction Sage is just panicking. <laughs>
3: He's like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> when he pelled, when he killed, I was laughing my ass off, bro. Right?
0: <laughs> uh, so Ellen tells Tinwell he wants advice, not as a king, but as a man seeking the truth. He asks if he was a fool to not lie to keep the throne. Tinwell says yes, but that he made many failures, but they were failures because he's a good man. Uh, but yeah, what, did you have any thoughts on Ellen and Tinwell's little interaction? Little funny interaction?
2: I just love Tinwell. Yeah. They are fucking hilarious. <laughs>
0: really starting to like her?
2: uh she's just so sassy and it's (laughs) hilarious she's just she's just like he's like guys should i have lied to you know keep the throne yes Yes.
0: also as soon as you're an incompetent king how could you dare do this
2: Mm -hmm.
0: you you will not talk to me like that in my own home good i'm glad you still have some pride
2: (laughs) yeah i mean like this is (laughs) grimity she's all over the place
0: I would definitely be safe in that situation, just, like, panicking, being like, oh no, why are they fighting? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, darkness. next next session, next uh, chapters, we have to have, like, a big fight in here, and oh, she's no. gonna be the one sitting there going,
3: oh, no, oh guys! <laughs> 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 I'm leaving the podcast! <laughs> oh
2: gosh. Oh my god, and then I just leave, yeah, Did you
3: have
0: any of your thoughts about Tinwell and Ellen's little interaction there?
3: I just like when he got scared.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh so Ellen asks says if uh he should have lied and says says no as it would be against who Ellen is. Saysen mentions God and Ellen asks which god says believes in and says says he <laughs> believes in all 300 of the religions he teaches. Oh uh, Ellen then remembers that Tindwall had previously told him that a good king is one that has the trust of his people and who deserves that trust then thanks Tinwell, causing her to frown in confusion, and leaves the two terrorists to study. He goes back to his rooms and takes out the white suit. And that is the end of chapter 41.
2: And then he puts it on and becomes a badass.
0: <laughs> so chapter 42, uh, the epigraph is, some of you may know of my fabled memory. It is true. I need not a fair chemist metal mind to memorize a sheet of words in an instant. Uh, so do you think this is actually going to be important in any way, or is he just rambling still? Because definitely there are some where he's uh, just rambling.
3: It's gonna be important. I like that it does confirm that he, you know Can use it. Right, right, right.
0: He's real smart. Got a real good memory. Uh so we have Ellen's point of view again as he and Demo discuss housing issues and heating issues in Luthadel. Ellen suggests moving any people in the nobleman houses into the ska tenements, as the nobleman houses are colder, and the ska tenements are made to keep many people warm as the Lord ruler didn't want his slaves freezing in the winters. He also tells Demo not to force them, but to let them know that they don't need to freeze. Uh, then a man don't need comes... to freeze. <laughs> Then a man comes over that is on the demolition team and we learn he's Gordel, the man who had been a guard for the Lord Ruler, uh, that had helped vent Ellen back during the revolt in the last book. Uh Gordel tells Ellen that as expected the Ska had taken all the furniture from the nobleman houses, but that there are wooden walls that could be torn down for firewood. So what, what were your thoughts on Ellen's solution for the ska freezing?
3: When I first read that, <laughs> I didn't know how to feel about it, because I was like, what do they think about it, as in, like, oh no, he's turning into a bad guy at first, you know?
0: Well, he's not forcing them, he's just saying, like, hey, you guys need to be in warmer houses with wood.
3: So. No, yeah, I, I get it, no, I, mm-hmm. I, I know I know that part, but, like, I meant, like, in the beginning, because he didn't specifically mm-hmm. say that he wasn't gonna force them, mm-hmm. he just said, move them, and I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, oh, ruler, yeah, okay. yeah. he's becoming the Lord Ruler, guys. <laughs> I was like, is this his villain rank? <laughs> I, I feel type. like, honestly, I
2: feel like Ellen is trying to pretend to still be the king when he's not the king anymore.
3: Well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they, the other people don't seem to be doing shit for them. So. Well, no, obviously not. They don't care about the Ska. <laughs> the
2: only person, literally, the only people in the city that care about the Ska are that group of people, the one specific group.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. And the Ska themselves. They care about themselves.
2: I don't even think they care about themselves.
0: (laughs) The Assembly Ska don't care.
2: (laughs) I don't think the Ska care about themselves. They're living in squalor and dying (laughs) for cold.
0: I mean, some of them did leave.
3: (laughs) Some Uh, of them. No, no, but I just want to point out that it is willingly, technically. They are willingly staying there.
0: (laughs) Uh, so we then get Felt, the man who had worked for the Ventures and tracked Finn down previously uh yeah felt uh he comes over to ellen he explains that the refugees i, mean,
2: I, I, I always wonder how he felt
0: <laughs> i just think of the material felt
2: yeah i did too, but Me like, too. I, I always thought of how, how does he feel i don't know, like how does he feel i want to know what he felt, did felt, felt
0: did, uh, how did felt feel when he felt the felt
3: <laughs> the felt felt like felt
0: <laughs> felt 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 like felt <laughs>
2: You know, the fact that that is an English sentence is great. <laughs> And that it's legitimately an English sentence.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So Felt comes over to Ellen. He explains that the refugees were not the ones poisoning the well, and they checked the pass walls, which Ellen had not been aware existed, and also didn't think anyone there was to blame. Felt then says he discovered that the grates in the river, keeping people from swimming into the city, had new locks on them, meaning that the poisoners were coming in and out through the river. Ellen suggests placing new locks and keeping watch for them when the Poisoner's neck try to come through. Demo then has a man lane, named Larn, which all I can think of is Yarn because of <laughs> we just had felt. <laughs> so I'm like, felt and <laughs> yarn? <laughs> um, come over, uh, comes over who claims that he had seen an Inquisitor in the city. Demo says that others had also told him of the of an Inquisitor near Critic Shaw. Ellen then orders it's, a
2: patrol of- Whatever the fuck his name is. I can't remember his name.
3: Marsh? Marsh? Yeah, that's it. Thank you. That's what I was thinking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's actually my question, is because he he orders a patrol near the area, and I my question was, do you think this Inquisitor may be Marsh, or is it a different one?
3: It's Marsh, mm, definitely. No,
2: no, no. Actually, I think it's the Inquisitor, formerly known as Marsh. I don't think Marsh exists anywhere. Marsh,
0: I like Marsh. I think it's, Marsh
3: is. It's the dead. <sighs> it's the Jesus. It's the Jesus um, equivalent of of uh, Inquisitor. Oh my god. The Jesus, he came back in three days?
2: <laughs> yeah!
0: Comes back every three days through the river.
2: Mm-hmm. While he poisons it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, he doesn't poison the river, he poisons the wells. They can't drink from the river because it's so ash-clogged. <laughs>
2: Ew. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, they apparently can breathe in ash. Why couldn't they drink it?
0: I think because it's just too much. <laughs> it's too condensed. Uh,
2: ash? I mean, like, come on. Uh, Ash-pied. Oh, you make think an they an do Ash
0: pie, so they Make an <laughs> Ash pie. Uh Ham then shows up knowing that Ellen is wearing his white suit again. He says no one should have to wear a uniform, but Ellen notes that Ham is always wearing a vest, even in cold winter. So it's basically a uniform of a thug. Ellen thinks that <laughs> Ham seems more solemn and focused lately, and that it's hard to remember he has a wife and two children. His wife's name is apparently Marja. Uh, Ellen then realizes why Set came into the city in the first place. He intentionally allied himself with Ellen and Luthadel, as by locking himself into the city, if Straff attacks, then Set's army will help defend Luthadel, along with the city's soldiers. He took the oh, chance yeah. that the assembly...
2: Hmm? I said, yeah, how could that go wrong at all?
0: <laughs> he took the chance that the assembly may side with Straff and basically made the risk of either taking the city or being destroyed. Ellen then hmm. asks how insane Ham is feeling at the moment. We then time and skip to Ellen in a tunnel heading out of Luthadel is leading an old woman whom Ellen thanks for helping them. Ellen then pays her, including three extra coins to leave a scout to watch for their return. So, at this point, before you read further, what did you think Ellen's plan was gonna be?
2: Honestly, I zoned out, because I was driving, <laughs> and I didn't even realize until we literally get the answer to that question. I see. Like, I, I
3: thought he was- I... I'm sorry. I thought he go was ahead. gonna go to, like, the Kodos and then try to convince him to, uh, Uh, To attack the other two.
0: To attack Straff?
3: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because they already
2: have set. They don't have to worry about him. He's stuck. Uh,
0: So Ellen asks Ham how long he's known about the place, and Ham states that he's known about it since he was a kid, as Granny Hilda Hilda used to give him sweets. He also used to sneak Madre and the kids in and out of Luthadel through the tunnel. Ellen is surprised that Ham grew up in Luthadel, but Ham says he didn't have it quite as bad as Vin, as he had parents and was a boy. Hammond asks if Ellen is going to shut the tunnel down, but Ellen says it isn't his business. Uh, and you you said you wanted to talk about that part a little bit? No,
2: because like, cause right there is when I, because I don't remember, I thought he said more than that, but maybe he didn't. I don't know. I figured, because he said he didn't have it as rough as Vin, I felt like Ellen should have, like, in that moment, been like, you know... She had a really rough childhood. I think he knows maybe, she had a really rough childhood. Maybe, maybe I should go talk to her about this rough childhood and see if maybe she's, like, projecting this rough childhood into her real life, you know, everyday life.
0: Into her, huh. in her present day life.
3: Yeah, like, oh, man. Well, Like, that would have been a great catalyst moment. I, I mean, just want you to know that you just met, you just met my new uh, favorite character, by the way, which is oh,
0: Granny Hilde.
2: Yeah. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. she's immortal, so I guess that makes sense. Is she? She <laughs> um, yeah, she... just like mob. Oh, ah, yeah, I see. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, yeah, we don't know what happens to I'm them, sorry. so they are immortal. By yeah. the way, have you seen Hoyt at all? Uh,
1: really? have we
2: seen? Not in is? this one. Not in this one. Not in this book. We saw him in the last book.
0: I thought we had seen him early on for some reason. Oh no, I don't think we have.
2: Because I have a hoyd counter.
0: You have a hoyd <laughs> counter. Uh
2: mm-hmm. huh. I wanted to see if he's in every book. Because you told me he wouldn't be.
0: I think I told you he's in every book, but he's not in every story. Because there's the short stories in um, Arcanum Unbounded, and I don't—he's not in every one of those. But he—I believe he is in every single book. He—he he is in this book. Huh. We just haven't met when him yet. When he
2: comes up, he, he comes up, I'll write it on my on my counter. I've been on the lookout for him. Because he's he's on my god watch.
0: (laughs) Yes, but yeah, I do believe he's in every single proper book. It's just not every single short story, like, little story.
2: Wait, is he in the space one, too, that I'm allowed to read?
0: No, he's only in Cosmere books. You're allowed to read that one because it's not Cosmere.
2: I was hoping he'd be in there, too.
0: No, he's only in Cosmere books.
2: Wait, is there somebody in those books that's like Hoid?
0: Uh, I don't.
2: Have you read those books?
0: No, I haven't read those books.
2: Oh, okay. Then, never mind. I'll figure it out myself when uh, I, I read those know. books. someday.
0: <laughs> they... um...
1: Also,
2: I I listened to like a short snippet of the beginning of the la- next book because I accidentally put that one on because I have it oh now. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember anything they said, but, but I just I realized I, I went to put it on because it was like on the top of my uh, Audible, mm. and and then when it didn't say chapter blah blah blah, I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Okay. I thought I thought it was funny. Uh,
0: so Ellen tells Ham, uh, which Ham makes. Oh, sorry, I fucking missed some letters here or some words here. So Ellen tells uh Ham to. You were tell... doing this
2: when you were sleep deprived, so. I
0: Wasn't sleep deprived. Uh, <laughs> Ellen tells <laughs> Ham to uh tell Vin if he doesn't come back, which Ham makes a joke that he'd have to remove Vin's daggers, uh, from his chest, <laughs> uh, and then heads out for the Coloss camp. He approaches a wandering squad of koloss and tells them to take him to Jasti's. The koloss tell Ellen to get off his horse, but Ellen just repeats his command, thinking that the koloss will either obey or try to kill him. Ellen is led into the camp, and he urges his nervous horse onwards. He can see some of the other koloss fighting each other. Ellen also notes that, as Satan mentioned, they have pouches tied to their swords, and the one leading Ellen has twenty of them. Was it to
2: so the, so the swords? I thought it was to so their sides.
0: Is just, I thought it was to so like the hilts of their swords or something.
2: Maybe it was. Maybe I'm just I maybe might be I'm
3: wrong. Because I'm picturing that they were on their sides. Maybe thought, that's what it was. I thought they I were
0: attached, to, like there's there's like I, a sheath of their swords I, or something.
3: I know they had bags on their swords, but for some reason, uh, Mythic's like idea sounds right. <laughs> I'm
0: pretty sure it was on their swords, on like the like hilt or like on like a uh the the strap that they used to attach their sword to their back. It's like Maybe, something yeah. like that.
2: Go on, because oh, yeah. I have a funny funny theory here coming up.
0: Uh, where was I? Uh. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, uh, yeah. So the one leading, Ellen, has about 20 of the bags. Surprisingly, a bunch of them are also wearing clothing haphazardly, and not just the loincloths that had seen. Uh, so were you surprised that Ellen went into the Colas camp to talk to Jasties? like, were you, were you surprised by this sudden, like, oh, he's going straight in there by himself?
2: Yeah, I, was, I mean, oh, yeah. I was, because I thought he was a fucking weak little piece of shit. And then <laughs> this man started really changing my mind on that. <laughs>
0: Alan fucking becomes a badass this chapter. You're like, god damn, Bro. Alan.
2: <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully he keeps that from, like, now until he becomes an allomancer.
3: It's crazy because I low-key wanted something that I really wanted to happen, happened, like, right at the end, you know? You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Like, right there. Yeah, but, like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. when he's yeah, he was yeah. like, mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way it actually happened. Because I was like, just do it, just do it, you know, just fucking <laughs> go for it.
0: Yeah, Ellen's got some character growth going on in this book.
3: Yeah, he ate my horse. Uh, you he
0: ate that weak little book boy anymore. <laughs> yeah,
3: I mean, you know, that's what happens when that's what happens when people eat your horse. <laughs> that's what happens when you're in a relationship with Ben. Oh yeah, that too. And and
0: uh, trained by Tindwell.
3: Man, nope, definitely. I don't think that had too much factor here, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'm pretty bit, sure it did. I'm cool, pretty sure he says like, that
0: Tinwell taught yeah. him how to fight.
2: Like yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure it did because like she taught him how to use like fighting techniques and shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, she she did
0: specifically, shit. but she insisted that he fight, have like a Learn. tutor to teach him like swordsmanship and how to properly fight with a dueling yeah, okay, cane. That's yeah. what
3: I was thinking. Not that she taught him how to fight.
0: But... Yeah, sorry, she she didn't teach him specifically, but she she was the one who pushed him to do pro like properly train for that.
3: <laughs> yeah, <but> I don't <laughs> think... In my head, I was like I want to see her fight one, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I mean we've Tommy, seen
0: Zaze can do some shit. we I'm sure Tindwell could too.
2: Um honestly I would love to see Tindwall fight a fucking Kolos. <laughs> it would be interesting.
0: Alright. Um so the Kolos and tell Ellen that they are not Kolos, they are humans and they will take lucidel as their own. They then get to the inner camp with the humans, and Ellen hands the reins of his horse to one of them. One of the soldiers you, you missed, tries to get Ellen- that they were,
2: You missed that they were wearing human clothing.
0: I mentioned that just before I asked were you surprised that Ellen went into the coolest <laughs> camp. I said a bunch of them <laughs> were wearing clothing haphazardly, not just the loincloths.
3: But it's not just like- but, Yeah, it's not just haphazardly. The they're human-
2: They're literally me- wearing the last human's clothing that they had just killed the village. yeah, yeah. They're- do just
0: what? You? Is that, yeah, that yeah, important? Yeah, yeah. That? They're wearing some human clothing.
3: I mean, obviously they were killed. but like it came from the last darkness. village. Darkness. darkness.
2: It, it's,
3: it's, it's we are on. the it's humans. Darkness. darkness. It's
2: the room. Shit. All. Oh over my God. Well,
0: my next question was going to be: What do you think about the Kullus calling themselves humans?
2: They are humans. I mean, I'm pretty sure I made that theory I think before. <laughs> I think they are they were humans at one point and like some whatever divine shit decided to make them this disgusting looking creatures. I mean, and I say disgusting, but honestly I think they look
3: freaking awesome. <laughs> I think they're corpses. That's it. You think they're just corpses? Like, not just. Like, obviously alterations happen. But I think their base form is corpses. Mm. This is this a zombie army is what you're saying? Essentially. Didn't Oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. One
0: second.
2: Um, I'm going I'm to try to debunk that a little bit here in a minute, darkness, but... So
0: one of the soldiers tries to get Ellen to stop, but he tells him to announce him to Lord Leckle as he continues walking to the main tent. Once inside the main tent, uh, Jastis is surprised to see it's really Ellen. They greet each other, and Ellen thinks that the last year hadn't been kind to Jastis. Ellen asks mm-hmm. Jastis why he's being a tyrant, and Jastis says Ellen's father is the tyrant and that the town nearby was an unfortunate accident. Yeah, re- real unfortunate, Jastis. <laughs> pill- you pillaged them, took their clothing, and did all sorts of shit. Uh, I'm
2: sure rape children... You
0: know. I don't know if the Coloss can? We don't know for sure that they have... We people. don't know. We, don't, we don't, know. don't know what they
2: have.
3: I think it's too floppy. Oh yeah,
0: Gosh.
2: maybe. I mean, it goes with your it's... dead theory, so... But
0: yeah, so Elman asks what happened to his friend with honor and Jastis and begins shouting, saying he had tried to do things Alan's way in the southern dominance. Dominance, but the other nobles killed his whole family. Ellen says that uh, that the losses are what defines a man's faith. And Jasti's asks if his sister was a loss. Ellen tries to backtrack, but Jasti's calls for guards to take Ellen to captive. So, hmm. what do you think about Jasti's whole motivations behind getting this colossal army and
2: marching well, to lose? Terrible him? for him. For Jastis. he lost so many good people. Honestly, over honestly, over I think he's uh, he's right in what he's doing. Kill them all. Let Ruin sort him out. <laughs> Including himself, apparently. Well, yeah, I mean... Uh, I mean, I, I, Maybe. <laughs> I don't think he has anything to live for, that's for sure.
0: As far as we know, he's not even an alabancer or anything.
3: He's <laughs> that ATM alimancer. <laughs> yeah! I'd love to see that. <laughs> I'd love that to be actually true.
0: <laughs> uh, so Ellen then tells Jasties that he is no longer king, and he says things don't, uh, didn't work for him. Just as they didn't work for Jastis, although he didn't suffer as much as Jastis did. Ellen then tells Jastis to take his coloss and leave, but Jastis says he can control his army and they won't recklessly attack Lucidel. Sure, dude. Uh, Jastis then says he can't let Straff get the ATM, and one of the guards puts a hand on Ellen's shoulder. Ellen elbows the man in the nose, shattering it, and takes the other guard down with a kick to the legs. He then takes out an obsidian dagger and rams it into Jastis' shoulder. Ellen tells Jastis uh, to take the Kolos and leave, maybe attack Set or Straff's dominances. He won't let them get the ATM, but he also won't let Jastis attack the city with the Kolos. Ellen then holds the dagger to Jastis' throat and walks him towards the invisible line between the human and Kolos' camp. He pushes Jastis back towards the guards as he steps over the line into the Kolos' area. Ellen tells one of the Kolos to lead him out, which it does without complaint. So, were you surprised by Ellen being able to fight off those two guards and then taking Jassie's hostage and also stabbing him in the fucking shoulder? Yeah, I
2: thought I'd it was cool. So. For it. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know where it came from because he was a little. He got p- pissed. Bitch before he was a little bitch before. I don't know. I don't know where this all came from.
0: He's grown. He's grown. He's pissed off. I <laughs>
2: think he's dumping the bottom. <laughs> oh, you tell him, darkness.
0: Uh, so suddenly, Ellen attacks the smallest coloss he can see, stabbing it in the back and taking it by surprise. The Colossus is able to toss Ellen he off. You missed but... the
2: whole point that when he walked outside, he didn't see his horse.
0: Sorry, <laughs> I did miss that. Uh, yeah, so Ellen walks out, his horse isn't there, so he's got to just walk back. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he kind of like has this thought where he's like, should I do it? But it doesn't really explain until he's suddenly like, yeah, I'm just going to attack this Colossus. <laughs> so
2: finds... It seemed like it was out of nowhere. That was pretty funny.
0: Yeah, so he like suddenly just attacks the smallest Colossus you can see, stabbing it in the back and taking it by surprise. The Colossus is able to toss Ellen off, but Ellen stabs it in the thigh. Ellen is punched away, and Ellen notes that the blood of the coloss, although still red, is brighter and more reflective than human blood, but it may best just be the contrast between its uh, blue skin. The coloss uh-uh. gets out its sword and gets Ellen in the side slightly, but Ellen pushes in close and stabs the coloss in the eye. The hilt of the kolos' sword hits Ellen in the stomach, and both he and the coloss fall to the ground. Ellen then rises, and the coloss does not. Ellen states that the coloss ate his horse, uh, even though he has no idea what happened to his horse or who ate it, and the other kolos accept this reason for the attack. Elman and let te- him leave. Yeah, Elman takes the two pouches from the dead coloss, uh, although with uh, along with its large sword, which he finds very heavy to carry. Inside the pouches oh, are. Bro. Co- I'm hmm? sorry.
2: I have a is theory. It- I have a theory on that sword here. Yeah. I don't know. Ahead. I don't I mean, know. There's like what, I have sword.
0: one. I have one sentence left before we get inside. Okay. That. Okay. Uh, inside the pouches are coins, and Ellen is surprised that Jasties is controlling them by paying them.
2: i surprised at ahead. that, honestly. After they tell you they're human, we're a human. What do humans want? He just money.
0: thought it would be harder to control the colos and just keep the oh, money. I
2: mean, you know. I, I didn't think it was gonna be money in it, that's for sure, mm-hmm. but like makes sense. I think sense you had previously had human. thought
0: it was gonna be ATM, like with the Chondra.
2: Yeah. I thought it was either ATM or it was gonna be like fucking uh ears or, you know, some bodily thing like they were taking from their uh every time they killed their own shit, you know. It's hearts,
0: the hearts of their
2: tails. Yeah, something yeah. <laughs> something like
0: that. What were you gonna <clears> say for heart-
3: darkness? oh break that image of him like how big are the swords huge
0: well so That's the swords. Was... there's different size swords just like there's are different side kolos because it, it mentions how they
2: have to keep fighting to get more yeah more. so it them mentions
0: them. how when a kolos gets bigger than his sword they generally either to get a bigger one have to find a randomly discarded one uh from obviously a or different bigger them. one getting rid of it for a, a bigger sword or they have to fight a kolos for the bigger sword
2: Yep, and then there was also a mention of if you wanted to li- limit a Colossus like army, you would limit their swords, limit the amount of swords they have. Yeah, and then yeah. like I was like, oh well, I mean, there you go, right there. They're all metal swords. Literally, just have an alamancer pull all of the swords away. Now they don't have
3: swords. I didn't know it was coins inside the bug. Did so you would, not even have to read Well, it doesn't say coins. So I was it does, like... it does. He does Well, it says, them, it says he pays whatever. them. Yeah. Yeah. Which it says could, pay a with, uh, could have been ATM, yeah. Yeah, you pay a conjure
0: with ATM. I guess so. Yeah, it says he shouldn't have been surprised by what he found. Jassy has decided to control his army the old-fashioned way. He was paying them.
3: Yeah, it doesn't say. So, it's is, coins. It, is it actually just coins?
0: Yeah, sorry, it actually is coins. I thought it just said coins.
3: No, nope. uh, it's like I mean, I it's it not like ATM. Old, it's honestly. like
0: it's just. I honestly
2: assumed sense. it was gold, mainly because uh, Jassy has already stated he has no ATM.
3: Well, I figured he would have no ATM after paying them. So. Well, I mean, maybe, but and like, also like also... promise of ATM at the city, also. Yeah, but know. like they all have pouches
2: with stuff in them, so like it had to have been something, you know.
3: Yeah, the ATM he lost. he
2: lost, yeah, maybe. Um, I have so a yeah, theory.
3: Like... I have a theory. Go ahead. That
2: giant sword, he's gonna give it to Vin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she can probably gonna carry it because
2: <laughs> And Vin's gonna carry it because she's a thug. Wait, what is it made of? Just normal
3: I now. think it's
0: just a normal sword, it's just larger than most swords, because Kolos are stronger than most people.
3: For some reason, in my head, that shit was made of bone.
0: No, I'm pretty sure it's just like a
3: regular... Just imagine him holding a huge-ass sword, though.
0: Anyways, so... Uh, my questions there were gonna be, were you surprised that Ellen was able to kill a Kolos with relatively little injury? Yes.
3: Yes. Yeah, he like, what the colon. fuck is yeah. he, a ninja?
0: And uh, also, what did you think of how Jassy's was controlling the Coloss?
3: I didn't
2: That's expect kinda... him to be paying I'm to be honest. I mean, maybe with ATM. But mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I, even though you said it in here, I already had the assumption that it was gold, like coins and shit. You know, like that he was actually giving them money, real money. Because they stated, oh, we're human. And I'm like, well, what do humans want? They don't want ATM, they want money.
0: Unless you're an Alamat, so Alomazor, you don't usually want ATM too much. Although they do exactly. use ATM well, as some sort of like trading currency, but the I main currency. I mean, yeah, but you're still
2: trading. They're still trading it for money. What do
3: you even need coins as, like, as a coloss?
2: They think they're human. <laughs> okay. Also, but... also on your topic of them being, uh, zombies.
3: Uh, zombies don't bleed. Well, to also, be fair. I'm pretty sure they stated they made, they had pain, they felt pain. So. To be fair, I meant like, I meant like their base form is a corpse, and the adjustments, that you know, made them that. Like, okay. I didn't say they... I, I didn't think they stayed dead. Okay, I gotcha. You. Alright. Your base form is a corpse. I got it. Alright. I thought you
2: were saying, yeah. like, they're literal walking corpses, you know? So
3: there's not- No. <laughs> that's a... That's a, I, I, it's, I think it's... It derives from this, uh, theory that the more people they killed, the the more of them, like, you know, popped up. That I had, like, when we first thought about you know? how... They I were didn't created. even think about that,
2: because hmm. they do state that they don't know how they reproduce. So Yet they yeah, yeah,
3: that was literally, literally, so, literally uh... like, the question Midnight asked when I was like, "Yeah, what if they just like kill like?" And that's the reason they're always fighting and shit, you know. I wonder. That's but oh, by the way, I was I was thinking so their blood seems shinier or whatever. That's like some metal shit but there's no Yeah, metal. it's
0: apparently brighter and more reflective. Yeah, I
3: feel yeah. Like it's gonna be a metal idea, yeah. But he, he
0: does like, note that it may be because yeah. of the the like blue contrast skin. between the blue skin. He's not sure.
3: Nah.
2: Mm. It 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 can't be a one off like that. Nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's too easy. On to the next chapter. The yes, amazing on, next chapter. On to the chapter, chapter.
3: forty
0: four. No, chapter forty three. <laughs> uh, so the yeah, epigraph yeah. is. Dude, <laughs>
2: shit. Uh,
0: so the epigraph is the others call me mad. As I have said, that may be true. You are mad. So, yeah, do you think Quan is mad?
2: Yes, yes, you're mad. You're hearing voices, I already know it. <laughs> he's the first Mistborn. <laughs> do you
0: think darkness is Quan mad?
3: Yes and no. Like, I feel like it's getting to him, but I feel like he's just being displayed as mad, especially <laughs> during his time by the other people around him. He's also Cause-
2: literally wrote in the same, written the same... Sentence numerous times.
3: Okay, I mean, but like. I mean, a little that would, crazy. That, that would make, like, almost hella obvious crazy in, in time, but. You know?
0: <laughs> Alright.
3: Uh, yeah.
0: Uh, so we've switched to Vin's point of view after Ellen had returned from the Kolos camp and is now asleep. Horizer had apparently, I guess, heard what happened and told her everything about Ellen's trip to the Kolos camp. She thinks that even though she had saved Ellen from assassins, she still feels helpless. Suddenly, Oricer growls, and Vin notices Zane on the balcony. Zane tells her that Demo had contacted his father and offered to open up the gates and offer up the city, although Vin doesn't think this makes sense. Zane continues to say that Set had likely gotten Demo to do this to reinforce that Straff was the one behind the assassination during the vote so that Set could take over the city with hopefully Penrod uh, and Ellen dead. This causes Vin to think she is right about Demo being the Condra spy. Uh, So do you think any of what Zane has said about Demo is true?
3: No. I think. I don't think Demos the spy. Well, actually, think, no wait. I think, I don't Demo think Demos the conjurer. But like, I, I I think it's not that he's a spy for someone on the sides they know of. I think it's like he's doing his own thing. Yeah. Choosing the
2: side he wants to choose at any given time. Yeah. Hmm. I, it could make sense. It, I, mean, I think he's playing the
3: sides at any given time.
2: I don't think Demos the Kanji? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be whatever the other guy's name was. I can't remember his name. Uh, yeah, that's it.
0: Uh, so Zane suggests they go after Set, and Vin agrees, although she pauses when Zane says they need to hit hard, not just assassinate Set, as someone else may take his place. Zane then asks what Kelsey would do, and in her head, Reen's voice says that the only way to stay safe is to either be harmless so that people ignore you, or so dangerous that they are scared of you. Vin asks I once, hate
2: that they keep using Kelsey's name in vain. <laughs> God, God Kelsier does not need this
0: uh, So Vin asks Orisir for her ATM Once Zane has jumped out of the mist And Orycer opens his shoulder but tells her she shouldn't do this However Vin uh, says said, Yeah Vin says is threatening all that she loves And she is coming for him So what did you think about how Zane manipulated Vin Into attacking Set?
3: Makes sense He's been manipulating her
2: this whole time He's yeah. really
0: good at manipulating her
2: <laughs> Manipulating other people too Because he manipulates his father too <laughs>
0: Uh we then switched to Wellan's point of view. <laughs> one of set soldiers on guard duty on the well of keep ha- on the wall of not which, the well, on the wall of keep hasting.
3: <laughs> which by the way, we get two random viewpoints. To yeah, we yeah, we're getting yeah. a lot of random viewpoints fucking so. Uh
0: so one of the other soldiers we got the one
3: one
2: weird merchant guy and now this guy.
0: Yeah, now we got Wellen. Uh so one of the other soldiers, Jarlo, asks if Wellen sees something in the mess. Suddenly, coins spray <laughs> out at the guards on the wall. He hears men cry in pain and sees a coin shoot through Jarlo's mouth and out oh, the back I'm of his
1: kidding.
0: head. Two figures then fly overhead, leaving Wellen alone amidst the corpses. Uh, what do you think of the short Wellen POV, POV, and do you think he'll show up again?
2: No, he's dead.
0: No, Wellen's not dead. He was, he was there amongst the corpses. He's, dead. he's alive.
2: After this, he's dead. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Uh, fuck. I can't remember people's names. Zane kills him. That's
0: it. Well, he says he sees them, like, jump into the keep at this point. Uh uh-huh, huh. Yeah.
2: And then later later we see Zane walk in with blood on his fucking hands. So.
0: Yeah, after going through, like, the whole fucking keep. Mm-hmm. Murdering. Well, so you don't Murdering. think Wellen's gonna show up again. What about you, Darkness? Do you think Wellen's gonna show up again?
3: Nah, I thought he was dead at that point, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so we go uh, back to Vin's point of view. As Zane says, he sh- they should go from top to bottom of the keep. Vin nods as she thinks that they both—they don't know where in the keep set may be. They rush forward and Zane throws out a bag of coins, both of them push o- pushing on these coins and killing surprised men. They then push against each other while pushing on the breastplates of soldiers, causing the soldiers to be thrown backwards. Soldiers burst from another room and both Zane and Vin head into that room. Inside are about 50 haze killers. Vin quickly kills 10 of them and she thinks that Kelsier had once told her that he had trouble with half a dozen. More come at her, and Vin attacks. She sees Zane has killed the Haze Killers that attacked him, and he nods towards the back of the chamber. They go into an elevator shaft, which- I don't know how they have an elevator- it's probably a pulley system elevator, I have no idea. Uh, and yeah. Vin goes up to the third floor, while Zane goes to the second. Haze Killers burst out of the kitchen, and Vin thinks that there must be another staircase through there. She doesn't see Set around. As the Haze Killers come to attack, she uses duralumin to pull on the stained glass windows, shattering them inwards, and men scream. She avoids the attacks of the men who weren't hurt by the glass and jumps out one of the broken windows and goes up. She sees a body fly out the fourth floor window and then sees Zane jumping out a window as well, meaning that floor was also clear. Finn heads to the fifth floor of the keep and shatters a window, heading inside, and killing a man with a metal belt buckle quickly. She uses that belt buckle to kill every man in the room. Vin then goes into another room... Buzzsaw.
2: Hmm? Buzzsaw.
0: Yeah. Uh, i how they, how they explained it. <laughs> she goes into another room and finds Seth sitting in a wooden chair and his son standing between him and Ben with a dueling cane. Ben wonders which is the missborn What do you think God of- I loved
2: I loved his son at this point I was <laughs> you like about- yeah.
0: what did you think about Ben and Zane find uh all the soldiers and Haze killers through the keep
2: terrible idea also, even before they stayed it later, I was like, why didn't he send any Alamancers against her like I was like. This man if this man has all of these haze killers, why didn't he send some Alamanzers in there as well? Like you would think that he would throw everything he could to defend himself.
0: Well I think at this point she thinks that probably the last Alamancers of her of his were the attackers and it's just either him or his son that's a misborn. And that's all he has left.
3: His daughter. Oh. Mm. So when this started, I was like, This is it. This is the Magneto moment, you know <laughs> that I was waiting for I I know, it, it got
0: pretty badass.
3: Yeah, yeah what's pretty
2: badass. I mean, I I definitely, I, I definitely thought, right, that his daughter was going to show up at some point and be a Mistborn, like, because mm. it would have been hilarious. It would have been just so mm. hilarious to me if, like, the person that you hate All so around. much is the one that yeah, is the one that like fights uh, against her or something, and like gives her an actual fight or something. It would be or. Actually, no, I think at the the end of this, I thought it was going to be Zayn. She was going to, like, Zayn comes in with his blood all over him and all this. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, he's going to kill him. And I was like, wait, what if she shows up and she saves him, you know? Like, or even better, what if she shows up and she kills her own father? Oh, damn. I was like, Uh I felt like, because they keep making that comment, like, or she kept making the comment, "Are you the Missborn? Are you the Missborn?" I'm the like, Missborn. She's she's just gonna jump through the like window or something and be like, "I'm the Missborn." <laughs>
0: <laughs> and she also knows about Durilumen.
2: And uh, and she she has like a very good supply of ATM or something.
0: Uh. So Njordan try then tries to attack Vin, but she throws Mjolnir. him into a wall.
2: Hm? Mjolnir. all <laughs>
0: Njordan. which my fucking autocorrect keeps trying to s- switch to Gordon.
3: <laughs> uh Gordon Romsey.
0: Yeah. Gordon Ramsey. Uh, Set tells her to leave Njordan alone and do what she came to do. She goes up to Set, grabs him by the front of his suit, and tells him to fight her before throwing him backwards. Set collapses I, against a wall
2: and coughs. Hmm? I just I find this whole thing funny because. <laughs> Then right after this, this, it's like poor crippled it even, man. She just even explains. He throws like a weak ass punch, and I'm like, yeah. "Hey, she asks him to fight back. He is attempting to fight <laughs> back."
0: So she approaches, and he tries to hit her, but he's he's just very weak. And she tells him to fight her again as she throws him off to the side. Nyornin gets between Vin and Set again, and Vin can see the terror in his eyes. He wasn't a misborn. Set tells his uh-huh. son to step aside again. Nyornden begins to cry, and been is surprised to find tears on her own cheeks as well. She says out loud that he has no Mistborn, and that he sent his Alamancers during the vote attack. Set, however, replies that she killed all his Alamancers two months ago, when they tried to assassinate her. Apparently, Alrian is the only Alamancer born to his family in centuries, as they've been corrupted by Skaw blood. So, were you surprised that Nyornden or Set are not Alamancers in any way?
2: Not at all. Well, I even stated it when she said it the first time.
3: Yeah, I- I think I genuinely just didn't think they were alchemancers. No, the man
2: does not seem like if he was an al if the if set was an Alimancer, I feel like he wouldn't put this whole dog and pony show on about I'm sitting in a chair. He would probably be the guy who's like I'm gonna make th- milk this for all it's worth.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm
2: gonna I'm be that flying around yet.
0: constantly. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Fuck yeah! I mean, he he talks about how like you know basically the eat uh, the weak get eaten, you know mm. so. Like, hey.
0: I just feel so bad. I just imagine her throwing around this poor guy and his legs are like rag because mm-hmm. He's crippled. Oh
2: no. <laughs> yep, cripple man. And
0: then poor Njordan is just like trying to get between them, like trembling <laughs> Don't and hurt crying. My father.
2: Don't hurt my father.
0: He's like Stop I'm it. he's like, I know I can't take her down, but I'm gonna try, even though I have no yeah, powers. Like that, I,
2: I thought that was the most like courageous shit I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, he, he fucking he,
2: he, had, he, like, he watched her. Buzz saw a bunch of people.
0: Well, I don't think he saw that because they're 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 like in a separate room through there. But he saw her like do this all the stuff at the uh the vote, and, like explode that guy's head and everything.
2: <laughs> well, I'm dead, but I'm gonna go down fighting. Probably only one swing. <laughs> I'm gonna do it.
0: He's like, I'll I'll do something. I'll try my even if I can't do anything, I'm gonna try. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I'd love to see that as like a <laughs> animated thing.
0: Poor poor Njordan. Um, but yeah, yeah, Mjolnir,
2: so, poor him.
0: so Set then says Straff would have would have come for him eventually, so his only hope had been to take over the city and get the Atium. Finn says he could have offered an alliance, but Set replies that it doesn't work that way in real politics. Plus, he's a gambling man. Zane then appears. I mean, he's not wrong.
2: It doesn't work that way in politics.
0: <laughs> Zane then appears, ripping apart the wall through, uh, by its nails, and he's covered in blood. Finn shouts for him to stop, but he avoids her easily. She can tell he's burning Atium. She pleads for him to stop, and Zane tells her that Ellen still controls her, and that he was wrong to think attacking would make her shake free of Ellen's grasp. Zane then leaves, and Vin does as well. Uh, So, overview questions! First response to that chapter, do you think Vin is going to realize that since Set didn't have any more answers, Zane obviously lied about Straff not being behind the attack during the vote?
2: That's a hard question. Well, she Uh... finally
0: put it all together that Zane's just been manipulating her this whole fucking time.
2: I hope nah. so, but I don't think she will. She's the reason. I, think she's, I think she's, yeah and naive.
0: Uh, my next question is, what do you think Set is going to do now, after all this?
2: They attacked Sorry. me. I want you all to know they attacked me. <laughs> They're the tyrant. He's gonna spin. He's gonna spin it to make it like against Ellen and against Penrod or something. I don't know. Mm.
3: He's
2: gonna try. He's gonna try to spin it. I'm sure. i It's definitely
3: going to be against Ellen, considering that, you know, it's Vin. Well, yeah, but, but I'm
2: saying, but I'm what I'm saying is he's going to try to spin it against the whole city so that he could become king. You know, um, like, it, look what they let, look what they let happen. You know,
1: look
2: if, what they if I was kidding, this wouldn't happen. What if, what if she came to you in the middle of the night and attacked you when you were poor and defenseless and crippled? <laughs> I mean, not everybody's crippled. I mean, they might be after she's done with him, but.
3: Oh, God. <laughs> okay.
2: I mean, hey, she doesn't seem to care about Crippled, so she just throws him against walls and shit. Mm-hmm. And... That's something and... Midnight would do. Wow. Yeah, it is something Midnight would do, 100%. Uh,
0: so, my final question is Do you think Jastis will actually try to lead the Colossus away from Lucidel as Ellen told him no. to do? No.
2: No. He's <laughs> going to. They're well, First off, I think they're going to murder him. He is, he's a weak ass little shit, and I feel like. Cause they're all. I feel like they're already. Oh wait, wait. wait, wait. Do we, we? I don't know if we missed it. I, I don't know. Maybe you said it. I just didn't comprehend it. When Ellen went into the camp, he made a comment about the fact that uh, Say said there were more guards than there are when he gets there.
0: Oh yeah, I think I might have missed that. But yeah, the, there's some guards missing. I had missing. a theory on
2: that. Yeah, because I had a theory on that about the fact that like he's either feeding them to. <laughs> this is before we knew he was paying them. But yeah. he's either feeding them to him or those people like tried to get ballsy and leave and they
3: killed them.
0: I think there's a reason no. they're scared to go over that invisible line. Yeah.
3: Uh-huh. I can't help but imagine him just trying to go to sleep at night in that tent, right? And all you hear is <laughs> like in the distance just <laughs> 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 And then loud crunches.
0: Oh god. Yeah, did you I guys mean, have any other new thoughts or series that you want to discuss?
2: I think I've pretty much gone through all of that. <clears throat> I thought it would be hilarious to see just the fact that like every time he goes to sleep, that invisible line gets smaller and smaller. <laughs> what
3: are the coins made of? The boxings? Boxing, uh I think or... copper. Yeah. Oh I'm pretty sure that's what I'm pretty sure that's what it's stated. Copper.
0: Or if if they have multiple metals like for different denominations, we've only ever heard of copper because Vin notes that they usually throw the lowest denomination of boxings, and those are definitely made of copper.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't. We don't know if there's other metals that are used for like more worth, or if they're just like different shapes or something. So what that's if like
3: Conjure use ATM and then they use whatever fucking metal the coins are made of? Mm. You think they're
2: using co- they, You think they use copper instead of ATM? Yeah,
0: maybe.
3: Cause what's a copper for an Allomancer?
0: Uh that's the copper cloud, so that hides you from alamancers.
3: Okay. Well, How and. Then, know. What does it do for? I uh, just knew that uh, off the top of my head. <laughs> it's called a Copper Club. Oh
0: yeah. yeah. Hm? What,
3: what does it do for? uh, Fergums?
0: That's the Copper Mines. Remember the, the yeah, memory
3: yeah. stuff? Mm-hmm. About to say. I was about to say. <laughs> oh, It's
2: okay. I know shit. I mean, you've read the book. You, of course, you know everything. Okay. I,
0: I should. I should know things. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. So that's our. Yeah, I had to write
2: notes.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: That's our chapters for this week. Uh, Next week, we'll be doing chapters 44 through 47. So...
3: Oh. Hmm? Wait, I wanna... You wanna? Yeah. You wanna? I wanna know what uh, gold does to... uh, Not, like, getting used to, but, like, using it on, you know? I wanna know what it does for uh, Colossus and uh, Mysteries or whatever. the, The fucking Conjure.
0: Well... The the gold is the one that you see your own selves. Do you mean like the... No, the I meant uh, the other the one. Other one. Mm. What's
3: it? What was it? Uh, that, in the back that, of the book, the, metal, they, right? they,
0: haven't, yeah, they haven't actually mentioned it, I think, in text what it's called. But in the back of the book, they call it Maletium.
3: Okay, well, that one. I wonder what it would do. Like, what past self would you see? Like... Seen
0: into others' past selves. Maletium.
3: Yeah, like... That's, that's another fake metal, though.
0: Uh, I believe it, the reason it's called that, I believe is because it's a gold and atm hybrid metal. Like, it's a, a alloy of gold and Atium.
2: And that atm is a fake metal, so yeah. Yeah,
0: that's why it's called Mal-Atium.
2: Interesting.
3: But, yeah, I would, I'm would. i just, I'm just like... happy that Electrum is actually a metal.
0: Shush! I fucked that up!
3: <laughs> I just want to know what they see. Like, do they see the pre, like, pre-creation sort of thing, or...? Yeah. Don't know. Wait, does it ever happen, though? Don't know. I mean, she can't- ah, it's Darkness.
0: <laughs> Don't ask questions you know d- I can't answer.
2: Don't ask questions you already you know the answer, answer. to.
3: Oh, you can be Don't like, yeah, ask questions you
2: already know the answer to, Darkness. And the answer is, I can't tell you. She could literally be like,
3: yeah, it happens, and not give me anything else
2: for it. I mean, but that's also saying that it happens, I mean. I literally just had this conversation with Squashy last night.
0: About One Piece?
2: Yes, because knowing something exists means that you will know it comes up at some point, so it ruins anything that happens beforehand, because you're just like, oh, well, that person can't die because they'll have this about ability. Oh, but
3: you that's <laughs> I mean...
0: Well, not really, because you would know Vin pretty much has to be the one to, to use it out. on someone else what if Finn doesn't survive this book?
3: I'm hoping. I'm really hoping she dies. But then if she doesn't survive this book, then it gets used by somebody else regardless. Yeah, so I'm not saying if it's used or not. It's used by Ellen
2: when he becomes an Allomancer. And, uh-huh. a, uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh.
3: and then he's like, oh, so that's how they create him. Let me create my own versions.
2: Alright, no. If I'm wrong about that, I swear to God, it's going to be a travesty. Because Jeez. this man is a badass. He deserves <laughs> to be a Mythborn. Or at least a missing.
0: He'll 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 be the ATM misting.
3: <laughs> Wait, what if? Yeah, cause how do they test for them? They don't. That's the point. I mean, as well, I, as... I feel
2: like I feel like if they could test for that, like it would just be the fact that he could just see things like that, like a if well, like, he burnt ATM. So well, like, how do they know just they're not ATM. if
3: They don't test for it.
2: Yeah, swallow ATM for once, and just swallow ATM and see what happens. What's what's the worst that happens? You poop out a little purple gem, you know. Marble-sized gem? It's purple? I, I don't know. I'm only assuming.
0: Yeah, it's like a little silvery-white yeah. I mean, marble.
2: I I feel like as a kid, I ate something that small, and it came out just fine, so. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: just eat it.
0: Um, Find out what happens. But yeah, so yeah, as I said, next next episode is going to be chapters 44 through 47. We're getting very close to the end. Only four more episodes left. We're in the final third there's 12, yeah,
2: and we still haven't seen the Well of Ascension.
0: <laughs>
1: no, Aggregates well, of ascension yeah.
2: <laughs> aggravates the hell out of me because I'm like, why call the book The Well of Ascension if you're not gonna <laughs> show me the
3: Well of Ascension? You remember how it said it was just gonna be mentions of the Well of Ascension and what it does, and not even show it at all. <laughs> oh, uh-huh I was just kind of hoping they were going to go on like a
2: fucking journey and then like they were going to find it, it was mm-hmm. going to be depleted, and then they were going to have to figure out in the next book how to make it so that it's not depleted, so they can reverse the the whatever the fuck, the darkness, not darkness, the deepness. You know, I got, I got so the yeah,
0: thank you to everyone who is listening. We hope to have you by again next and week. get
2: in the comments.
0: Get in the comments. Email us.
2: Email her because we can't get your email. Yeah, there's
0: only one email address there. Please, please email me so you don't give spoilers. You
2: can e- you can email me at my Twitch though. If you'd like I have everyone's there's Twitches m- it, listed is... in the description,
0: <laughs> along with my my Twitter and my uh e- the my my uh streamer email address. So you can contact me via Twitter DMs or email if you have any comments, questions, or just. Tell me all
2: your comments about me butchering people's names on purpose. Please. You in darkness. (laughs) Please, please please send me messages about how I butcher the Kakarots and all of these other people's names. how I can't
0: pronounce French names. Even though I took French.
2: (laughs) And you live in Canada.
0: Yep. Alright, bye!
2: Bye!